Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, he's out today. Scott Robbins here. It is President's Day. How do you, I go down the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's right. fine. That's good. Our president is fine. All of it. Well. People half his age can't keep up with him. They, the greatest president perhaps of all time. I mean. Oh, dear goodness. That's what we've been told we have to. We don't, we don't have to say it, but the Democrats are being told they have to go out and talk that way. All they of his accomplishments. Yes. Uh, there's one thing that we do know right now. He's very upset that there has not been more aid given to Ukraine, and that's the blame for a Ukrainian city falling. I don't know if you happen to catch that. That was uh, big news this morning. Uh, you've got different networks sending correspondence to Ukraine. So ABC, that's Martha Raddatz. Here in Ukraine, Russia has had a major battlefield victory as Ukrainian supplies dwindle. So that's... The big message, and the president is not happy about it. President Biden, he is blaming Congress for the fall of that eastern Ukrainian city and warns that more could follow. He says Congress's failure to pass more aid has left Ukraine's military without enough ammunition, giving Putin his first major win in months. Now the Senate has already passed Ukraine and Israel funding, but the House went on a two-week break without even considering the bill. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And we know this is the politics of the entire thing and how this works. I mean, and you can't trust what media is telling us because we've learned this over time, and it depends on the sources you're getting it from. But as we're learning more and more, you have media in bed with not only the State Department, but the military industrial complex. So it's very hard to know exactly what's going on. The one thing that we do know is our own country is suffering from the border crisis with Really, yeah. no end in sight. Why isn't that ever talked about? All they had to do was say, okay, on the border crisis, and this thing would have been done. They've known for a long you time. You would have had your aid. As far as the State Department, how to control media, and they've done this in other countries, and basically how to control the thoughts of the public by what they're told. Is Martha Raddatz aware of that? I'm assuming she is. But... She's part of it. Well, yeah. But she may not know it. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's just... She may be told exactly where to go and who to interview and what to do. And Gosh, it's dang. it's kind of crazy once you know that. Yeah. And then you just see it all sort of play out. And that's not that your heart's not with the Ukrainian people, but they have not been honest about Ukraine for a long time. I mean, this was a piece in the hill. Last week, the idea of total Ukrainian victory is delusional. That's the hill. But this is not, I mean, we've been talking about this for a long time. I mean, it was when it was first broached, the subject, it was delusional. I mean, without going into boots on the ground and going into a full-scale war against Russia, this wasn't going to turn around. No, and what we were being told for a long time turned out to not be true. Yes, and then you find it out, and there's no apologies. There's no, hey, we got that one wrong. We promise to do better next time. There's absolutely none of that. And the so, death total of Ukrainians is staggering. Oh, it is. I mean, there's an entire generation that has been totally wiped out. 
Meanwhile, with the other president, he, uh, our former president, Trump, you know, when he was talking about NATO, he's still getting ripped for what he said, what was that, a week or so ago? Yeah. They asked me that question. One of the presidents of a big country stood up and said, well, sir, uh, if we don't pay and we're attacked by Russia, will you protect us? I said, you didn't pay? You're delinquent? He said, yes, let's say that happened. No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. You got to pay. You got to pay your bills. <laughs> and the money came flowing in. <laughs> I'm told I'm a terrible person for laughing at that. I can't help it. Mm -hmm. He's been saying that for a long time. You got to pay your bills. You got to pay up, folks. Yeah. That sort of thing. Now, does he really mean he wouldn't have the back of an ally? Well, as we've seen before, Trump can be a lot of bluster, and he does it on purpose. Because it gets results. Well, you saw you're, what happened. You're known as a wild yeah. card. Oh, a little update. Yeah, exactly. Yes, the update. Yes. NATO countries scrambling to increase defense spending because of Trump comments. Yeah, what do you know about that, huh? What do you know about that? All of a sudden, oh my gosh, this guy could be president. We better ramp up our spending. Yep. So there's the effect of what he said. Would he really not have the back of someone if it really came down to it? Come on. But of course, that's what me well, is going to do. I'll tell you what, with. man, nothing gets you to pay your water bill quicker than shutting off the water. <laughs> you know, it's like, oops, we, they're not playing, are they? No. No, that, there's definitely some truth to that. And of course, media's running with what happened to Trump the other day with this $355 million civil fraud. Just make verdict. it 60 gazillion. I mean, whatever, man. It, what ridiculous this is. It's crazy. And it then, is. You know, you uh, look at different people you trust, whether it's Jonathan Turley, um, Andy McCarthy. I mean, I don't think the Wall Street Journal is a big fan of Donald Trump in the end. No. I've seen that play out time over time. Even from the editorial board of the Wall Street Journal, that $355 million verdict that the judge found he inflated his assets, but this penalty is unreal. It is unreal. And what's going to happen in the end? You're going to have a bunch of businesses leave New York. It's already known as a hostile environment. Yeah, well. For businesses. Right. I mean. Hello, Florida. Well, Kathy Hochul had to come out and go, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, this is just one of those uh, off isolated incidents here where we got a guy. Basically, she said the quiet part out loud. Yes. It's Donald Trump. That's why we did it. But we're not going to do it to you. Please don't leave. Please. Exactly. Wow. I mean, you know, that's the repercussions, man. That's the unintended consequences of these crazy activist judges and DAs. Oh, 100%. I mean, they're creating this issue, and it's the long-term effects are going to be there's going to be a whole lot of people who were doing the exact same thing Trump was doing with facts and figures and taxes and all that stuff, and they're going to get the hell out. Well, again. They're going to hang around. To wait and see when it's their turn, when they disagree with them politically, they're going to get yanked into court. Yeah, you could see it happening. Absolutely, you could. I mean, here, here's just a little part um, from NBC this morning on that. Ordering the billionaire Republican presidential frontrunner on Friday to pay more than $355 million in fines plus interest. It's a sham case. There were no victims, no defaults, no damages, no complaints, no nothing. And that's the thing. What he said there is absolutely true. Yeah. There were no victims. No, no victims. $355 million. You don't right. think reasonable people don't see through that? That's such an arbitrary figure. Where did that come from? Out of thin air? 
But where do they come up with $355 million? I don't know. That's the damage. I mean, seriously, can you point to something that would indicate that it's compensatory damages or $355 million? I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. But the other interesting part of this weekend, you know, just talking about President's Day and the current president, the former president, possibly the next president, is what happened with Politico. They come out with a piece talking about Biden's brother and how he used Joe Biden's name to promote a hospital chain, and then it collapsed. It's the story of AmeriCorps. What do you know about that, huh? What do you know about that? Trading the name. Yes, indeed. That's the family business, man. Oh, it really is. Absolutely it is. And, you know, you get into the nuts and bolts of this. This is a terrible look that Joe Biden was possibly going to be on the board until the whole thing collapsed and lives were ruined because of it. And that was part of Joe trying to protect his legacy or concerned about his legacy. And he somehow wants to be known as the guy that cured cancer. And that was one of the drivers of this thing. Mm -hmm. But his brother was getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars for his, quote, consultancy. Right. And then wasn't going to pay it back and then pays back part of it. And then it's found, oh, yeah, there was nothing dirty going on. Why is Politico reporting on that? And you got to ask yourself the question, why is that? And you don't know. Is that a message of, Joe, we know everything, okay? Maybe it's time to tell people you're not going to make it. Yeah, that's an interesting point because I believe you're onto something there. Because I do think they're looking for a way that they can push him out without actually pushing him out. Yeah, like a little subtle message yeah, just here, a little subtle it, there. Like we got this, and you know, it, it'd be up to you. But if I were you, I'd go ahead and resign right now. And then at the same time, Politico could say, see, we report honestly. Yeah. Well, I mean, we hate corruption of I think, any kind. <laughs> I think they're circling the wagons. I'll go ahead and make a prediction now. I think they're circling the wagons to push Joe out. And I think Hillary Clinton, because she's all of a sudden popped in the news all over oh, the yeah. place, is yeah. going to be the person who swoops in at the last second to claim the nomination. Yeah, I was looking at betting odds of who was going to be the nominee for the Democrats. And for a while, it was Biden, and then it was Michelle Obama. Yeah. She's gone now. Yeah. Because she's basically said, ah, not me. Not this time. Right. Not going to do this. So there could be something. To There's something everything. going on, because all of a sudden, she's popped up everywhere again. She's weighing in on a bunch of stuff, and democracy is at, you know, is in jeopardy, and Donald Trump is reelected, blah, blah. Yeah, very interesting. You know, where she was quiet there for a while. But, so uh, more on that yep. a little bit later. Oh, we got to get to, uh, I don't know if you'd call it a war of words between the mayor of Kansas City and the governor of Missouri. Yeah, I would call it a war of words, yes. Over the shooting yes. that happened at the Super Bowl celebration parade mm-hmm. last week. And then Charles Barkley, you've got this story, Yeah, said something controversial about the city of San Francisco. Yeah, this was on the NBA All-Star Game. They were doing it uh, this weekend. And uh, we, we will get to that. Okay. Did he say you can't walk anywhere? That's what he said. Oh, it, it, it's, it's 30 seconds of absolute hardcore fire from Barkley. All right, we'll get to that and much more coming up right here.
If you're interested in daily fantasy sports, but maybe a little confused about how it all works, Prize Picks is the way to get started. You're just playing against the numbers. No tinkering with lineups or keeping track of a bunch of players. And you're not playing against sharks. You pick more or less on a two to six player stat projection. You can now win up to a hundred times your money with as little as four correct picks. You can turn ten dollars into a thousand. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players, sports, and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy. Sports app. Basketball, hockey, soccer, tennis, etc. Price Picks has a game for you. Price Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Yeah, they're the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. It's easy to download the app today and use code MBCR for a first deposit match of up to 100 bucks. That's code MBCR on Price Picks for a deposit match up to 100 bucks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Boost Our Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Smear a bit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Pizza's here. Oh, great. I'd love some, but I'm worried about my stomach issues. If you're worried about having diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools, it may not just be stomach issues. It could be a condition called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. With EPI, the pancreas doesn't release enough enzymes to break down food, but EPI is manageable. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp out. Scott Robbins here. And yes, Biden did confuse Ukraine with NATO. Okay. Big shock. Yeah, we'll have more of that later. Uh, you know what? I mean, seriously, man. We had to count how many days go by without him with a gaffe. Wow. I mean, how do you? I, I, I don't know. Exactly. We don't know. That's yeah. your favorite right there. Well, it's it, because it is. It's You put the key in and then you mm. crank it. Try to start it. Start. Sometimes it takes three times. Right, it does. All right, what's the Charles Barkley story? Well, this was during the NBA All-Star Game, which was on yesterday. I don't even know if you knew that or not. I had heard about it. I forgot about it. My son came in later Saturday night. It's like, I'm surprised you're not watching like three-point contests. I forgot it was even on. I watched I've that. lost interest over years. I know. You know I, that. I used to listen to you talk about the NBA when I wasn't watching it. Now I feel like I watch more than you do. You do. But you have for a few years. All that being said, Barkley is involved in the telecast yesterday yeah. of the NBA All-Star Game. And somehow, and I don't know exactly how it happened, but San Francisco, the city of San Francisco, came up in conversation okay. with the three hosts. And you know Chuck is not going to hold back, man. Chuck just says whatever's on his mind. Yeah. There is no filter. Okay. And he had his piece to say about San Francisco. Minus, uh, you know, hey, the hey. 17 degrees. Hey, 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 Reggie. Yes? If you, had a, if you had a chance of being cold or being around a bunch of homeless crooks in San Francisco, when you... Oh, oh that's crazy. No, we don't. Yes, we do. You can't even walk around down yes, there. Yes, you can walk around. <laughs> yeah, with a bulletproof bag. Hey, Taylor. Taylor, that little red button on that microphone, it says coffee. 
Wow. Yeah, yeah they, they, they <laughs> it was stunning the reaction of his uh, of his co-hosts. I'm guessing because they were in Indy and it's cold. Yeah, they were talking about, you know, San Francisco being warm and I guess that was the topic of the conversation and Chuck just fired off this salvo, man. He went nuts. Homeless crooks. Yeah. You, you got to wear a bulletproof <laughs> vest. I mean, and, and the funny thing is, I'm reading some of the remarks of people today and and people are like, I live there. He's 100% right. Yeah. See, the only people making any money right now in the downtown area are the people that replace windows. <laughs> And people are actually, this is no kidding. Somebody, I just read some of the some of the responses. Somebody said, hey, man, and people in San Francisco are now leaving notes in their car saying there's nothing in here. Don't break the window, please. Right. Yeah. Wow. It's insanity. Yeah, people know it, but the yes. media is not supposed to say it. And I thought he should have brought out that poop chart they had of San Francisco. Remember oh, who, yes. Of all the areas that were, like, littered with poop. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And See, I will, he might get fired for that. No, he's not. I probably won't. No way. No way. They were, oh, no, no. Yeah. But still, man, sometimes you know what's going on, but you're not supposed to say it. Right. And that was, to me, what had happened with this, I guess you'd call it a little dust-up between the mayor of Kansas City and the governor of Missouri. The new mayor is Quentin Lucas, and he is condemning Governor Mike Parson. Because Parson had said, we can't let some thugs just take over and ruin what happened. Talking about the Kansas City Chiefs. No. Big celebration. Yeah. Parade, party, the whole bit. And then, you know, there's all these people shot. Two people die. I mean, it was absolutely awful. And then you come to find out, oh, it was a couple of juveniles. Yeah. And then you saw some still photos of right before the shooting went down. And then it was a pretty clear picture. And people are saying, yeah, this is gang related, stuff like that. But what? Apparently, the governor said it's something you're not supposed to say. And here was the mayor of Kansas City's response to it. The shooting, he said, we can't let some thugs and criminals just take over and ruin what happened. I gather that's not quite your assessment of what happened that day. Hmm. I have respect for the governor. Uh, We get along well. I I disagree strongly with uh, how he would describe that situation. I, I certainly do think this was criminal activity. It was lawlessness, and I think that uh, that's troubling. But thugs is a dog whistle in the most classic sense, and I have what? seen this dog whistle time and again. There's this kind of giant conservative theory on social media now that the reason that monk shots haven't been shown is because the purported defendants are black, and if it were a white defendant, we would have just shown them. That is absolutely preposterous. There are protections to juveniles. Our city has a gun violence problem. He's gonna- hmm. The dog whistle. What's that dog whistle supposed to say? I think the assumption, if you use the word that was used to describe them, hmm. that you are you are pointing out the fact that they are people of color. Oh, really? That's, that's- Somebody better tell Nikki Haley, okay? Because yes. in another news report that I saw this morning, and she's talking about Trump uh, siding with Putin. Donald Trump is going to side with a thug. Who kills his political opponents. Yeah. Well, that doesn't seem to match. No. Unless there's another Putin we're not aware of. Okay, so we're worried about words here? Is that what it is, Mayor of Kansas City? Yeah. How about be worried about people shooting up at a celebration and your gun death problem in your city? 
But no one will ever talk about, we got to get people in possession of illegal guns off the street and automatic jail. They won't do it. No, they blame the guns and the tougher gun laws. Of course, yes. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, without David, what's the biggest story today, Scott? Wow. Uh, I guess, I mean, to me anyway, the biggest story today is this Biden crime family thing. Oh, that's that, not being that no one at all. seems to be able to talk about or is not talking about one way or another. James Biden is up to his elbows in some bad news involving his brother. Well, and this is from years ago now, but it's just being reported exactly all places by Politico. It's the crime family. It's one thing on top of another on top of another. Oh, yeah. And usually you're talking about Hunter Biden and all the deals in Ukraine yeah. and China. And there's certainly more news about that, especially with China. But this also involved James. Yes. Okay, so we'll get an update on that. And then a round of What's Your Story? Straight ahead. This is the Mark Van Camp and Robin Show. Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp is out. There's Scott Robbins. All right. A lot going on. Another update as far as the border crisis. We are seeing a surge of Chinese illegal immigrants and also from Syria. The thing with the Chinese is an interesting story that's been happening over several weeks. And it's a multitude, sometimes over 100, 200. And... People are wondering, okay, we don't we don't know who they are. We don't know the intention. We know nothing. Nah. We know over time we've had Chinese, quote, citizens or people visiting here at universities gathering information for the Chinese communist government and stealing our information. But it doesn't seem to be any sort of, you know, urgency as far as, hey, we've got to stop this. But what we're going to do is continue to say we've got to have more money for Ukraine constantly. Oh, that's the drumbeat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the fact that they're losing cities in Ukraine to Russia, that's our fault because Congress hasn't passed another $60 billion. And if you want to ask how that's being used, shame on you. You're a tool of Putin. This is nonsensical. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Because, and I saw this on Fox earlier today. There was... Um, a group of black voters complaining about Mayor Eric Adams in New York City, saying, hey, you're supposed to be serving us, the black community. You you promised us, you, and you're not. And you're giving this money to all these people here illegally. Mm-hmm. And if you were to ask the question to people, do they have a complaint there? I think usually people would say, yeah, it seems that they do. I mean, they voted for the guy. Other people might say, well, you voted for him. Now you get what you deserve. One way or another, though, they were expecting help because that's what was promised to them, right? Yeah. You think our government is here first to serve the people of the United States? <laughs> that's what you would think, but that is not happening. I mean, I'm stating the obvious. Well, that's the argument, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, Brandon Johnson in Chicago, same thing. Oh, sure. I mean, he's going through the same thing right now. I mean, the, the, the citizens are rising up. Oh, yeah. And the citizens who put him in office... 
the very ones who voted for him are now all of a sudden regretting who they voted for and why they voted for them because he's not doing what he said he was going to do, Right. number one. And number two, they're seeing everything they have being taken away from them and given away to other people. And I don't know if he saw what happened to Eric Adams when he started, you know, calling out Biden. Yeah. Eric Adams did by name. Yes. All of a sudden he got visited by the feds. Yeah. Well, weird how that happens. Strange. You know, one quick point, and I'll make this point, and then it may sound crazy to you. And, and again, it might be going the long way here, but every year around this time when Major League Baseball opens their spring training camps, right, mm-hmm. there's like at least one guy on every team that has visa problems and can't get into the country. <laughs> and I think to myself, well, why don't you just go to the border and walk across, dude? I know. What are you doing? Going through it the right way? We won't have any of that. It's crazy. And what are they going to do about it? I know. Nothing. I know. That's been, you've seen that several times oh, yeah. over the years with baseball players. They, it is it, a head-scratcher. It, it's so, it is a head-scratcher because you've had all winter to figure this out, and now you, you can't get your you – you've got visa problems. Yes. But, I mean, I don't know and why – the, And all these other people just kind of stroll through. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, imagine, seeker. you know, four or five tickets to a premium game. The cartel will probably smuggle you in for free. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yes, it's true. Biden did uh, confuse Ukraine. I haven't heard this yet. NATO. Oh, yeah. The idea that we're going to walk away from Ukraine, the idea that we're going to let NATO begin to split, is totally against the interests of the United States of America, and it is against our word we've given so, since Trump, since all the way back to Eisenhower. So it's that? about time we make sure that Congress come home and pass the legislation funding NATO. It's critical. I've- what is that? What was that? NATO? That's a totally confused old man. As advertised. Yes. Very much so. But And the media's going to run with that, of course. They got their mar- marching orders. So there you go. I saw an update uh, on NBC this morning about the shooting at Joel Osteen's church yeah, a week ago. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. Okay. Um, and man, so fortunate that not... A lot of people died. I mean, oh it's terrible gosh, yeah. what happened to this kid that was drug in there by his mom. Right. He got shot in the head, and hopefully he's going to be okay. Um, still in critical from what I understand. Yeah. Um, but as they were doing the story, uh, we went over this a week ago and to see if there was any, you know— sort of advancement of a narrative. Do we know any more? Just one week after a shooter walked into the mega church with her seven-year-old son and an assault rifle and opened fire. An emotional pastor, Joel Osteen, honoring the church's security team. He did, and it goes on with the story. Um, As far as what kind of sick person takes their kid with them to a mass shooting? Right. Have you ever heard outrage? Just on that alone, from any legacy media? It's weird because it's included in the story, but no, I have not. It's interesting you bring that up because what I... What kind of monster does that? I hadn't thought about that. But yeah, you're right. No, they haven't said that. No. Well, we've heard mental health. Yes. We never heard trans. Oh, no. Never heard that at all. No. And remember, this is a shooter that has Palestine sticker on the gun. Yes. Right? And knowing her history. But... Phew, not sure of a motive. Don't know. Still don't know, apparently. The shooter, a 36-year-old woman, was killed. Records show she had a history of mental illness and that authorities had confiscated guns from her several times before. 
That's a problem in our nation. Uh, those individuals who are suffering uh, from mental illness, so let's let's get to, that's the chief. So let's let's get together and let's do common sense legislation uh -oh. on 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 gun uh, um, laws. Police have not given a motive, but said a dispute between the shooter and her ex-husband's family may be related. That's all you got. But that can still be a story because you have the gun angle. And you got to use the soundbite of common sense. Well, what does that mean? What are the specifics? Oh, we don't know. I mean, obviously, they... That this person with mental illness shouldn't have had that gun? Yeah. Right. We, I agree right. with that. And they were, The guns were confiscated. Yes. I don't know where she, he got the gun. I have no idea. So, isn't that the question always? Yes. After this. So many times, we, we've got to have, whether it's common sense or gun laws or whatever... And it was just like Kansas City. We, you know, there's a whole rally about guns over the weekend. No, they broke the law. Well, yeah. but again, I, I mean, you, you can got, bang the drum all day. They're not going to put people in jail for illegal gun possession, especially the ones that use them. And I don't know where these two teens got their guns in Kansas City, but they couldn't have bought them with a Floyd card because you can't get one. Probably gun show loophole. Yeah, right. Out of the trunk of a car is more like it. <laughs> you know it, and I know it, and everybody knows it. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, it's shouldn't be surprised by that. All right, you know what it's time for? Do it every day about this when time. Going... No, it's not Nimrods in the news. That's later in the show. Yeah, that's later. No, we go, yes, around the table. And it may not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention. Scott, what's your story? I have seen a lot of this. I don't know if it's lately or just because of the proliferation of more people with the ability to record things on their phones now. Mm -hmm. But it seems like we got a lot of pissed off people out there that act like idiots when they get to the retail parts or to any sort of customer service gig at all, right? Wow. They go nuts on the person yeah. offering the customer service. Well, this was another one of those cases. And by the way, the, the clip I saw, I can't show you the clip, obviously, but I can tell you what it is. There was a teenager, a young girl, at an Indiana car wash. And it's one of those car washes where people have the... The spray guns, and you go by, and they actually spray it physically off themselves, like on the tires. And yes, I saw. And, I mean, this. we saw all this, right? Yeah. So this woman has her window down, has a lemonade in her hand, and throws it in the face of this young girl. And you're not sure why? I have no idea why. None whatsoever. And she obviously didn't either. She was very surprised by it, but she wasn't surprised enough to take the uh, the power washer she had and blast her right in the head with it, with the window open. I mean, it was immediate. Yeah, absolutely. It was as soon like, as she threw that lemonade, yeah, it was like, like boom. There you go. It. And by the way, in case you're wondering, and I was wondering this, I'm like, God, she's going to get fired. Not so. The person who owns the car wash was applauding it, saying, yep, she did the right thing. Good. And, and, and again, it's so refreshing when I hear this, because this person was a complete ass who did it. Complete. Well, and you don't know, but I was wondering, did she have, like, one of the windows cracked? So when she was spraying... The car before it goes into the actual car wash. Did it get in the car? Did she get mad? And well, you, what what triggered her to do that? If you had your window down to begin with while the power wash is going on, then you're stupid. One hundred percent. Yeah. So anyway, kudos <laughs> to that girl, and I'm glad she didn't get fired. I'm glad people are standing up for her and behind her saying yes. Yes. I got to tell you for my story today. Um, I'm only playing this to get your reaction because I had a feeling of what it might be. Now, I don't even know if you know this yet. You talked about. Charles Barkley in his statements about San Francisco earlier. Yes. You know, over the weekend, LeBron was asked about mapping out his retirement. Oh, no. 
Okay, and, you know, if he did, would he like to do, like, the whole tour and every city's got something for him, that sort of thing? Or would he rather go out like uh, Tim Duncan, you know, just quietly go? Um, want you to know, LeBron's uncomfortable with a whole lot of attention, okay? Oh, my gosh. He did not say that. Well, I'll just let you hear. Um, I have not mapped out how many seasons I have left. Uh, I know it's not that many. Also, don't know if I will. I was asked this question a couple of days ago. Will you kind of take the farewell tour, or will you kind of just Tim Duncan it? Yeah. I'm 50-50. Um, I'm gonna be honest because there's times where I feel like I guess I owe it to my fans that's been along this journey with me for two decades plus to be able to give them that moment. Oh, you're rolling your eyes, just Scott. Go. Just go. The journey I've been on, and I owe it to the fit. No, go. Just leave by. He'd be selling short the fans if he doesn't do he this. He doesn't Scott. give one fat frog's fanny about that. <laughs> Shut up. He goes on. That moment, you know, where it's every city and whatever the case may be, and they give you your flowers or whatever the case may be, you know, and, and that seems cool. Um, yeah. But the other side of. I've never been <laughs> that great with um, accepting like praise. Oh God! Uh, it's, it's a weird feeling for me. Um, Holy I'm cow! Really talked about it much, but it's just a weird feeling for me. So, okay, we could just my stop BS there. detector is melting right now. <laughs> melting. He's uncomfortable. He's really. un- with, with the all yeah. the attention with praise. That's all. Just he lives for it. <laughs> That's what he lives. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Golly. Yeah. Everything has been about him. From day one, it's been about him. <laughs> you mean a guy that That's has remarkable. a tattoo that says the chosen one? You mean? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that, that was guy. Rich. I thought that was good. I thought you would enjoy that. That's that's why I gave yeah, it. I'm not really, cool. uh, you know, I'm not really good with praise. <laughs> yeah, it just makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, it does. You know. Okay, we got to get to a news update. And did you hear this thing, this story about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift and the marijuana? No. Oh, oh, buddy. We'll get to that as well coming up. Pizza's here. Oh, great. I'd love some, but I'm worried about my stomach issues. If you're worried about having diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools, it may not just be stomach issues. It could be a condition called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. With EPI, the pancreas doesn't release enough enzymes to break down food, but EPI is manageable. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. Boost Our Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Mirror bit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. 
pure opportunity. It's what Michigan is all about. The opportunity to do more. The opportunity to connect with the best talent. The opportunity for people of all backgrounds to grow and expand their business. The opportunity to live and work in a state where paychecks go farther. The opportunity is now, and it's right here in Michigan. Visit michiganbusiness.org slash radio to discover all the ways the Michigan Economic Development Corporation is helping Michigan thrive. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley. David Van Camp is out there. Scott Robbins. Happened to see this from over the weekend. Um, Bataclan, which is a venue in Paris. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Back in 2015, that's where ISIS went in to this club. The band, the Eagles of Death Metal, were playing there this particular night, and it was one of the worst mass shootings in, our, in the history of the world, really. As far as where a bunch of public people were just all congregated. Uh-huh. There's a lot of people that, you know, were looking for a way out. They could not find a way out. I mean, it was 120 people killed. Golly. You were in the hospital at the time with heart attacks. That's weird. I don't remember it either. Yeah, you wouldn't. Has it been commemorated at all? Well, for a while, it was one of those things where you'd say you'll, you'll never forget. Right. Right. But there was a video rolling around online over the weekend where the group gathered was chanting free Palestine. And I saw that and I thought to myself, really? And I mean, there was a lot of, you know, outrage online, like, really? That's, that's really happening. Yes. And so I went back. I'm like, man, that was such a big deal. And Jared Leto, of all people, was talking at the American Music Awards Saying, you know, like praising, you know, the people that came in to help and talking about how we would never forget this. Um, yet, I guess people have forgotten it. It's it's crazy to me to watch these people chanting free Palestine, knowing what happened there. That wasn't even 10 years ago. Paris. This is this is Leto with the American Music Awards talking Paris. about Paris. We decided to play a little impromptu show at a classic venue called the Bataclan. It was beautiful, peaceful, and unforgettable. What a difference a day makes. Seven months later, on the evening of November 13th, 2015, that same venue, Bataclan, was under siege. One in a series of terrorist attacks on Paris that changed the world forever. 129 innocent people died, 368 were injured, and another 7 billion will forever be scarred by this horrific and senseless tragedy. Will they be scarred forever, or will they forget? No, they've forgotten, obviously. Do they know who did this? (laughs) I'm sure they do. 
It's wild, man. It, it's that uh, part. Well, we're seeing things we haven't seen before. I mean, I say that all the time. It's not cliche. It's true. No, it's true. We see things we've never seen before, nor did we ever I think we'd that. see. The Bataclan? That's the place where yeah, the Yeah, that's cow. exactly. Yeah. Uh, something else that was being shared all over online. It was a party at a club. This would have been after the Super Bowl. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, your girl, Scott, they were there. She's not my girl, but yes, I recall seeing the video, yes. And it shows Travis Kelsey looks like he's taken a hit of weed. Yeah. Okay. And so now there's fans online saying he's a terrible influence on her. And others are saying, well, she would have loved to have a little toke of the weed, but she knew the cameras were on her all the time, and that's why she couldn't. She probably... You know, she probably enjoys the weed, but she just can't have that wreck her image. Another girl saying, she's 34. You don't get to control her life. She can do whatever she wants. She, yeah. Okay. She wanted to give you your Taylor Swift update, knowing you're Kelsey's a Kelsey's ruining her. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Barkley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, he's out today. Back tomorrow. There's Scott Robbins. It is President's Day. There's yes, sir, it is. About President Biden over the weekend, it was surprising that Politico was reporting on Joe's brother James, Jim Biden. Um, this is really interesting, and this is about, you know, the influence peddling and the whole Biden crime family, as it's been called, how the whole family profited. Oh, yeah. Off of Joe's name. It's just one more thing. And, yeah. Politico did this piece spending uh, years outlining the Biden family business. Operated by, well, James and then Hunter Biden. And it's it's interesting, the timing, with everything that's going on. That all of a sudden Politico does this. And you got to wonder. I know it sounds tinfoil hatty. But there are, there are reasons these things come out when they do. Mm-hmm. I mean, Biden's polling terribly. <laughs> and when he's out there, it seems to be getting worse every day with gaffes. He's having a hard time walking, can't get a sentence together, all those things. I mean, he has the media protecting him on that. But they can't control what's going on online, especially on X, when all that stuff is shared. And you show it to somebody that's never seen it before. They're like, oh, my gosh, I've never seen this. Yeah, there's a reason for that. They're not just going to put that out there for everybody. No. But now, talking about, you know, how this whole story sort of goes together with AmeriCorps, uh, it's pretty damning. And there's going to be more information, you know, later this week. Yeah, this involved on, Medicare, too. and Yes. I mean, it's just got so many tentacles to it. Well, James is getting paid hundreds of thousands yeah. of dollars before this company goes under. And then they're looking to get the money back from him for these, quote, consulting fees. Right. And part of the plan was Joe was going to be on the board. And Joe was there with James as he's on the phone, you know, making these deals. 
So you you know try to figure out exactly what's that all about. One thing that wasn't covered a whole lot last week was Tony Bobolinsky, you know, talking to the the House committee about the Biden family right. business. Yeah, and and he was he had a front row seat to it all. Yes, and the thing is, when you go to look at Bobolinsky and his family, I mean, this is a military family, been decorated. It's really hard to go after them. And we'll see where this goes. But, you know, according to Bobolinsky, Hunter Biden's China work began in 2015 when Joe was vice president. Immediately after Biden's Christmas party. That's what he testified. There was information on that. I mean, a lot of this stuff gets really deep in the weeds. But you follow the trail. It's pretty clear what's going on. Media will continue to say there's absolutely no proof. No proof. I mean, what are you talking about? There's no evidence. What, what do you call all of this and the receipts and the shell companies with the family and all of these family members getting paid to for what? Well, a Christmas gift. It was around Christmas time. And the Chinese felt generous at the moment. Yes. And then and I did do the whole thing. I mean, this whole thing stinks to high heaven. It really does. And we just keep putting more and more pieces on it. The wall keeps getting higher and higher of corruption with these bunch. And again, I can't help but think to myself, with this coming out now, mm-hmm. with the poll numbers where they are, yep. that this isn't some sort of you know back alley Democrat effort to remove him or push him out to get him to go in front of people and go, you know what, I decided I can't do this anymore. But that wouldn't happen until the convention, right? Are I they gonna look but to you move? set the table. You start piling this stuff up. You know, and and the the special counsel report on on the documents. You know, I mean, all of these things just seem to be happening at the same time. It does leading more and more people to believe that you know this is not. The, and you know, again, you look at his polling numbers, and they're in the toilet. And they're in the toilet. Yes, I mean they are dangerously close, if not exceeding the low point of Jimmy Carter. I mean, and we all it know is. what happened there. But I mean, it's just it's just. I just can't help but think a lot of this stuff, because we've known about a lot of this stuff for a long time now. Yes. And people just fail to even investigate it or look at it or, or anything. It's by design. And now, not right, and what is the design? So the design is, is to push him out? I don't know, man. Maybe now. We'll I see. I start to feel like it is. I start to feel like Hillary's poised to jump in. <laughs> yes, sir, Bob. There was something else I saw over the weekend. And I'm not really familiar with Rob, uh, Robbie Starbuck. He made this movie. Yeah. And... I saw the trailer, and I'm like, holy smokes, this is going to be interesting. A couple of weeks ago, I'll play just a little clip from the movie in a second. Um, But he put out over the weekend, they banned ads for our film on TikTok, Hmm. YouTube, and meta platforms. And again, this is about social media and kids and the whole alphabet mafia movement. Is this a documentary? Yes. Oh, okay. Well. So they tried their best to kill this film. You spread the word yourself with over 30 million views. The War on Children is now the most viewed documentary of 2024. Holy cow. And that's got the website, thewaronchildren.com. I haven't seen the whole thing. No. But Elon Musk then posted on X, worth watching, especially for parents. Okay. Elon Musk, I mean, as a kid, was trans and has been outspoken on that. There's no doubt about it. So... You know, in this clip, this is about 20 minutes into it, 
they show how media was covering it as it does. We've talked about this before where someone will come out and say, you know, social media is terrible for kids. It's poisoning the minds. It's uh, supposed to be addictive by design. The mental health is cratering and nothing seems to get done. Or should we hold these tech companies accountable? That mm -hmm. sort of thing. So that's where it starts. And it's actually Michael Strahan that's given, you know, the report. And then it goes into interviews with actually kids talking about what they've seen over time with social media. Now we're going to turn to the new warning from the Surgeon General this morning about growing concerns around social media and its impact on teens and why he's calling on companies for rigorous health and safety standards. It really is influencing our generation in more of a negative way than a positive way because people feel like they have to compete with these other people. I don't think a 10 or 11 year old should have social media. A child is easily influenced. Social media addiction is a growing concern for many parents. In fact, According to Pew Research, 97% of U.S. teenagers go online every single day. Like I'm young and I scroll through TikTok and I see all of these people who have jumped on the transgender bandwagon. Our generation is seeking affirmation constantly. Okay, that's just a little snippet. Mm -hmm. Goes on and on and then they're telling stories of what they've seen. Because when you've brought up before, listen, this is a social contagion, this trans thing. Especially with young girls at this awkward age. Oh, you're, you're called a transphobe and you're called all these names, but that's a fact. And that's why so many of these platforms are trying to shut it down. And that feels good. And like, I think a lot of people our age don't even care whether that's a real person or not. Do you feel like you're fed explicit content though, as a young person by these social media companies? Oh, definitely. 100%. I feel like it's making it, allowing it easier to get to pornography you see something you can't always like unsee it and stuff so they're finding this identity in social media in pornography from the lgbtq religion there's a higher percentage of women that are addicted to pornography now i know for myself i've fallen victim to uh this type of thing sometimes i'll see like a drag queen being so sexual and gross and i'm like what if the little kids who i babysit who i see on their ipads they're scrolling through tiktok see that yeah what are the controls on that you can say, well, I got the parental controls on that. Yeah. Does that always work? No. You're getting depressed just hearing this. I can see it. I am. I think to myself, and I mean, I'm glad my daughter wasn't there for the the start of TikTok as a young, very influenced young lady, young girl, mm -hmm. right? I'm glad. Yeah. I think to myself, what would our parents have done to us? How would they have handled this, this influx of TikTok and the, the consumption? And I mean... Well, would that's they, the thing, man. You're rolling the. It, it I, seems I like it's a tough spot because you could say no cell phone for the kid. Right, you could. You could say you're not going to have these particular right. apps. Yes. And then okay, and then you're wondering, well, is the kid then going to rebel against you? Right. And how far do you go? And I mean, I mean, this man, is a I, weird. It's one it's of those a things. Great as conversation. A parent, yeah. As a parent, later on, you know you're making mistakes. You don't. Sometimes you're not sure what mistakes you're making right. at the time, but you're right. doing the best you can with the information that you have. I've mentioned this before, and as my daughter is going to turn 25 this year, we'll see what happens. I would always say, listen, I would love to just get along and not have any rules and us to just be in peace all the time, but I'm going to make decisions that are really going to make you mad at me. But that's okay. That's part of what I got to do. Mm -hmm. My goal is that when you're 25, you'll look back and you'll say, I'm glad you parented me the way you did. You may not, but that's the goal. So, yeah, sometimes it's going to feel a little strict. 
you know. And then maybe one of my kids would say, hey, I heard from somebody's dad when you were younger, you used to whatever. That, uh, Yeah, okay, that doesn't matter. Right. I'm right. going off the information I have now, not right. what a knucklehead I was. Yes, yes. So that's sort of the goal. Here's the last part of this clip. Snapchat, Twitter, whatever it may be. How's it affecting your friends? Like, what have you seen from them in terms of even changing behavior? I saw the kids who I grew up with turn into these transgenders, and I would have to call them Z, Zen, Zer, or I got in trouble. But I've seen a steady year by year change in their patterns and their belief systems. A friend of mine who clicked on the site kept looking and ended up starting addiction uh, to pornography. You hear that stuff all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So again, you've got all these different platforms where it's just the trailer. They're getting booted. YouTube, TikTok, Meta, for just putting that information out there. Why? Yes. Got to ask yourself that question. Well, yeah, you know why. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. I mean, maybe you saw this story. Dude is suing Powerball for incorrectly telling him he won $340 million. Yeah, I saw this. So January last year, the student DC. John Cheeks bought a Powerball ticket. He checked with the winning numbers online. Oh, my gosh, they matched. You imagine it? This is awesome. Right. Jackpot was $340 million. You're figuring out, oh, my gosh, there's a stress. What am I going to do with it? But I never have to work again. Okay, I'm going to donate to this and that, whatever, whatever. So he did what he was supposed to do, took a photo of the ticket, only told one other person about it. Then he went to cash it in. And then he was told, yep, you haven't won. What? No, no, you haven't won. Why? Here's a clip of him telling about it. Hey, uh, this ticket is no good. Just throw it in the trash can. And I, I gave him a, a stern look. I said, uh, in the trash can. Go, oh, yeah, just throw it away. You, you're not going to get paid. Yeah, this is him and his lawyer talking about it. There's a trash can right there. There is precedent for this. A similar case happened in Iowa where a mistake was uh, admitted to by a contractor and they paid the winnings out. Hmm. So I think most people are saying, well, maybe not $340 million, but you got to get something, right? And they made the mistake. Well, mistakes can happen. Yeah. Washington, D.C.'s official lottery site had posted the wrong numbers. So instead of matching all five and the Powerball, he matched none of them. Dang, not yes. even one. They listed the wrong numbers for three days. So the question is, should he get anything for that? Well, who's the guy that won that looked at it and went, well, I didn't win anything, threw it away? You don't know. Holy cow, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested to see how this Dang, yeah, rolls. me too. Because, it, well, no one won, and it grew after that, you know? So we'll see. Jeez. Election update straight ahead right here. triggers are everywhere from dust mites pet dander and pollen to smog and smoke an asthma attack can strike anywhere anytime be prepared with quick acting primatine mist clinically proven to open airways quickly it's the number one fda approved asthma inhaler available over the counter primatine mist breathe easy again use as directed hey i'm andy if you don't know me it's probably because i'm not famous but I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. 
The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try soon. Harry's is available online and in-store at a retailer near you. Get a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash dance. That's harrys.com slash dance. Or check us out at your local Costco for a price you can't find anywhere else. Just look for the Chrome Razor with 13-blade refills at your local Costco. You can't miss it. Exclusive to Costco members. What does the future of mobility in Michigan sound like? It's the sound of new EV charging stations at our state parks. It's the sound of $17.5 billion in new investments to produce EVs and batteries in Michigan. And that? That's the silence of Michigan's new in-road wireless charging system. Discover all the ways MEDC is driving next-gen mobility in Michigan at michiganbusiness.org slash radio. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Van Camp's out today, back tomorrow. Oh, it's time for our uh, update. Roll it out. It's the Markley Van Camp and Robbins 2024. Are you running? Are you not running? No BS update. Everything you need to know without all the crap. I'm not to do an research thing. Hey, hey. Today's update. Something I had not seen before yesterday. Maybe we can play a little guessing game, Scott. Okay. There are betting odds of who Trump will pick to be his VP. Oh, boy. Hmm. So I'm just curious if you can tick off the top five. Who do you think is leading right now? Who is leading right now? Yes. Gosh, dang. Uh, Vivek. Ramaswamy. Uh, Not even in the top five, huh? He is. He's third. Oh, okay. At 14.8%. Oh, at least Stefanik. You know, you're getting closer, but no. Second. Dang. 15.5%. Who is number one? I've heard it's defined. Can't be DeSantis because he doesn't want it. No, he's way down there at 1.6%. Yeah. I don't know, man. Nothing. I'm drawing a blank here. Should I be? Should I know this? I think you're going to kick yourself okay. when I tell you who it is. All right. Uh, it's Christy Dome. Oh, I wouldn't have guessed her, though. Why is that? I don't know. I just wouldn't have. I don't think about her in that role, but you're right. It's been I've, talked about for I, a while. It has been, yeah. 17.2%. Who is fourth? Tim Scott. Yeah, he's been hanging around a lot. He's been hanging around. He's going to all these rallies with Trump. And then fifth, which I can hardly believe, Nikki Haley. There's no way. No way. That can't happen. No. That can't. So, won't see that happening at all. No. Then Ben Carson after that. Yeah. Harry Lake. Okay. Harry Lake, would that wouldn't be a good choice either. And then currently, this is from election betting odds, uh, Trump's at 
Biden at 31.7. Jeez. You know, on this one, and you look at these different ones, the ones I looked at earlier, Michelle Obama was now out. She's third. Yeah. Still at 5.6%, and then Gavin Newsom. Is Hillary even in there? Hillary is not. But what is strange is when you're talking about the Democratic nomination. Yeah. You have Biden at almost 73%. Newsom is second. Even though we got the numbers the other day, he's not polling worth a darn. Dead. Yeah. And then you got Kamala now third, Hillary Clinton fourth, but only at 1.9%. Well, she just released the record. She's going to move up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, man, she's circling the wagons right now. Yeah, that's probably true. They're smelling it. They are smelling it that Joe's not going to make it. Well, no. I mean, it. We've seen a number of just headlines today yep. of panic behind the scenes yep. within the Democratic Party, and they know he's not going to be able to make it. He made more mistakes over the weekend. So what is the plan? Don't know. And, yeah, I think there's something and to And he'll do some patriotic thing. Yeah, we'll see. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. So if I'm to ask you without David here, what is the biggest story today, Scott? Well, I, I still think the biggest story today is the, the Biden crime family nonsense going on with James Biden. Oh, the Politico and reported. ripping off Medicare and, and all sorts of bungling going on to benefit the pockets of one Joe and Jim Biden. Yeah, that is a big story. Every it's, time I hear consultancy, man, my ears perk up. It's interesting. You know, you know something else, um, just as far as news media and yeah. controlling a narrative CNN looking to slash budgets, including some of their top-tier talent. I mean, you're talking millions of millions of dollars in contracts. Yep. Who's the first to go? The haircut. Go over all that and get an update next. Van Camp and Robin show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, he's out today, back tomorrow. Scott Robbins here. Well, in polling, we've seen trust in media all time low. It was already low. It's getting worse. And to me, that's a good thing. Yeah. Not that you can't trust what you're being told. We've just found out the truth, and more people are finding that out. It's happened over time. When was it, if you had to say what year it was, Scott, where you're like, you know what, I realized. These legacy outlets are just not telling me the truth. Well, I think it was the rise of the conservative movement um, in media uh, The when all of a sudden they had a voice, whether it was talk shows or whatever it was, when people started to go, wait a minute, that doesn't seem right to me. Was there a particular year where you're like, hey, what I'm being sold? I'm, I To me, it was, I don't know, man. It always seems to be the second term of Obama is when I really started to feel it. Okay. When the onions started to be peeled a little bit, like, hey, wait a minute, they're lying to me. Yeah, it would be like, well, maybe that was an honest mistake. Yeah. You know, I know they lean left. There's no doubt about that. But but flat out lying on purpose. But even that leaning left thing, I think we all knew it, but to a certain extent. But I never thought they were just going to flat out lie to me. Yeah, it was 2015. 
that's that's what I think Trump exposed a lot of it. Oh, I think he did too, but I think it started but, I mean when people started yeah. to go wait a minute. You're probably right. This guy seems like a charlatan to me, you but, know. Th- but that's when it seemed like, oh my gosh, they know the truth and they're flat out lying about it. They're yeah. lying to people. I guess too when you talk about stoking up division. And oh, when yes, when that started that. and all of a sudden the way the media reacted to it. Yes. You know, uh, yeah. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it was Trump. Uh, I mean, Trump certainly helped it along, yes. And then we've seen all these people that were on the left that are now, they're almost uncomfortable saying, I'm on the right, but I guess if you define it as just wanting the truth and, you know, they lied to us about COVID, they lied about vaccines, they lied to us about uh, the most free and fair election of all time, they lied about all those things. If I guess if that makes me on the right, I'm on the right. Yeah. A lot of people in that camp. Yeah. I'm thinking of that as I look at this story from The Wrap about CNN looking to slash budgets because they're hemorrhaging and their ratings are terrible. Well, they haven't done anything to change anything. Nope. We thought they were going to. Well, I think that was the goal going in. But at the same time, who really controls CNN and the messaging? I mean, you can say, okay, we got to get rid of Cuomo. He's damaged goods now. We got to get rid of Don Lemon. He's damaged goods, blah, blah, blah. But you're just replacing him with someone else that's going to lie. Right. You kept Stelter around. Oh, he got fired. No, he's doing his Saturday show still. No, he's not. Stelter's been gone from CNN. Well, some was on this weekend. Stelter's not on CNN. Okay. No, he got fired. All right. So the boss, Mark Thompson, that's the story. Looking to cut currently more than $50 million. And you're talking about Wolf Blitzer. Yeah. Maybe on the chopping block. You know how much Blitzer makes a year? A uh, million? $15 million. No way. Yes, he does. I, that was the one that shocked me. He makes way more than your favorite, the haircut, Jake Tapper. He makes more. Holy cow. Tapper's at $8.5 million. Wow. Chris Wallace at eight million. That's on that dot com thing, right? Well, the CNN Plus that went belly up. That's that's not even a thing anymore. That's another reason they hemorrhaged so much money. They were putting money into that. But he indicated in a staff memo he's looking to trim production costs that now look difficult to support. So who is it going to be? And that's the question. I can't see them firing Tapper. No. I just can't see that. And it won't be Cooper. Why will it not be Cooper? I think he's the only one that's got any ratings. It's not very good. I know, I know, but I mean of the of the pack. I mean he's... Wolf Blitzer is probably expendable. Yeah. If you had to guess. Yeah. He doesn't really check a box, if you know what I mean. No. I mean, what are they gonna say? Well, it's age discrimination. No, not so much. I think you can get away with that. Um, but John Berman, Kate Baldwin, <laughs> Sarah Snyder, that's like one in $2 million. Jeez. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see where all of that goes. They've already made some moves. He's removing Poppy Harlow and Phil Mattingly from this morning. Well, I'm done. If Poppy Harlow's not there, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the thing that kept you coming back? Yeah, it was Poppy, yeah. Yeah, of course it was. Wow. Very interesting. And Fox is not doing as well as it was. It, it rebounded a little bit after Tucker left. 
but it's not the same as it was. No, and it won't be um, for a while anyway. No, I would I would say that's probably true. I mean, but you have an election season, so, I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll see a spike again. Uh, also in the news, you know, not only Biden um, and, you know, Democrats circling the wagons to figure out what they're going to do moving forward, but a lot of talk about Trump and this $355 million award that Trump has to pay. It just said on Fox a little while ago, in the next 30 days, there's no way. Not with an appeal. I, I had, can't believe I, that. I've looked for that. I can't find it anywhere else, but I just we just saw it. Yeah. Well, how do you come up with that kind of dough in 30 days? I mean, he's I mean, that's crazy. He's billionaire. People say, well, you said he's a billionaire. You can just pay it. Well, yeah, but you got he's to sell property. You got to, I mean, there's... Well, he's not going to. No, number one, he won't pay it. But I thought it was interesting. And Jonathan Turley, you know, from George Washington University Law School. I mean, reasonable guy, smart. You know, as far as I could tell, hasn't been wrong too many times. Mm-hmm. Saying, okay, this whole thing is testing the New York legal system's integrity. Because anybody reasonable that looks at this says, okay, this is ridiculous. There was no victim in this, in this no. particular case. It just doesn't make any sense. So, and he's saying a lot of New York businesses are going to leave because of it. Well, I mean, Trump talked, you know, remember one of the campaign trail, he was talking about how he doesn't pay any income tax and and totally above board. He's playing by the rules that were set up. Yeah, he just knows how to play the game. Yeah, and this was part of the gamesmanship of playing the game, the accounting that was done here. Well, and then you heard all the outrage because of that. Yeah. He was just... Telling you the truth. Well, it was the truth. Yeah. It's like, hey, you were a Democrat. You gave to Hillary Clinton's campaign. Well, of course I did. Yeah. You know, back when she was running for senator. Yes, I know how the game is played. I want influence. You got to pay for the influence. That's right. He played the game. And he did. And But he said that at a time when no one had said that before. But when you're overvaluing things, it's really hard to put a price tag on some of that stuff. I mean, you know. Oh, absolutely. I mean, so again, you're right, though, about the other businesses that have that do very similar things are like, well, wait a minute. And then, of course, you've got Hochul coming out saying, well, let's, wait a minute, we're not going to do that. In other words, we did it to Trump because it's Trump. We hate him. But everybody else, oh. Everybody else, you'll be okay. If Unless you cross us. And then you're in trouble. So now you know how the game's played, right? Now, this is the judicial system being political, flexing a political muscle. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what the, that's, and Letitia James. Yes. You know, with her tweets, her smug tweets afterwards. You well, know? this is what she ran on. I'm going to get him no matter yeah. what. I mean, it's pretty clear to see. And I guess the people, you know, that were celebrating this in New York are like, yes, anything to get him. Well, yeah. you're, you're going to have dollars just leaving because businesses are going to take off. That's, yeah, you that's run on that. The prediction. Yes. Pretty wild. See this. Dictionary.com added a whole lot of new words and terms, including bed rotting. What's that? That's the practice of spending many hours in bed during the day, often with snacks or an electronic device as a voluntary retreat from activity or stress. Do you ever bed rot? No. Just stay in bed and on your phone I and know, I don't, snacks? No. No? I'm not. I, I'm up. As a matter of fact, I'm up all the time early. How about the ick? That's now in dictionary.com. Just called the ick. Just not feeling good? Feeling of disgust or dislike, often in response to the actions of another person. Hmm. Yeah, I felt that before. How about mid? Mid? Yeah, how you doing, Scotty? That mid. Oh. Mediocre. Yeah. Unimpre- just, yeah. yeah. It's all right. Um, boobney? 
You're laughing. You've heard this before? No. Boobney. <laughs> Boobney. Can you say the sentence? It's pimples are a rash caused by your bra. It's called boobney? Yeah. You've heard backney before. Acne, backney, Oh, I see. Okay. All right. Goes along with that. I had not heard that one before. Makes sense. Um, <laughs> boobney. <laughs> Barbie core? That's Barbie, now dictionary.com. Barbie core? Yes. Is that like a group of people, a group of females who are into Barbie? No, it's just pink outfits, accessories, decor that celebrates Barbie. Oh, kind of like a uniform then. Okay, got it. Yes. Different things like that. Right, pink. Got it. Um, Girl dinner is now a part of dictionary.com. Which is all females together going out as one, a group. This is an often attractively presented collection of snacks that involve little preparation. What's it called again? Girl dinner. You just get all this stuff together, and it's like, yeah, this is used to like snacking on stuff. Oh. Maybe it's a little veggie tray with some hummus, and then it's a little bit of fruit. Some crackers. Okay. A little girl dinner. A cheat code. You know that. Yeah, I know what the cheat code is. Yeah, it's like a hack. Right. Yeah. Van Camp hates the term life hack. Hates it. That's why I try to bring up as many stories as possible with life hack in it. Range anxiety. You ever have that? Range anxiety? Yes. No. It has nothing to do with gun range. It's the fear that electric you know, vehicle's battery is going to run out of power before you get where you're going. Oh, yeah. I could I could see that. I've had gas anxiety before like that. Yes. <laughs> you know, you're seeing more about that all the time. Yes. And then also dictionary.com, just as educational purposes, this is what we do. Uh, shack it. Shack it. Yeah, it's a mashup of shirt and jacket. It's a garment in the style of a button-down shirt made of thicker fabric, usually worn over other shirts. Like if you're layering, you get, get a little oh, shacket. shacket. Yes. Got it. Mm-hmm. I heard a great life hack today, though. Yeah, what's that? I'll tell you. Coming up, you want me oh, to? Oh, yeah. I think, it's, I think it's a good one, though. I mean, I, 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 I know David dismisses these outright, but yes. I heard one today that may, in fact, help you save your life. All right, we'll get to that in a news update next. Running a business is a 24-7 job. And it's easy to fall behind on things like closing the books. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,025-1. 37,000. That's the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs. Everything you need to grow all in one place. Having all your information in one place makes it easy to make better decisions. And right now, NetSuite has an unprecedented offer to make it happen. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at NetSuite.com slash MVR. That's NetSuite.com slash MVR to get your own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com slash MVR. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. 
It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine Mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. Pure opportunity. It's what Michigan is all about. The opportunity to do more. The opportunity to connect with the best talent. The opportunity for people of all backgrounds to grow and expand their business. The opportunity to live and work in a state where paychecks go farther. The opportunity is now, and it's right here in Michigan. Visit michiganbusiness.org slash radio to discover all the ways the Michigan Economic Development Corporation is helping Michigan thrive. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp is out. Scott Robbins in. You know, with rising costs and concerns about the economy, running a business right now is the hardest it's been in a long time. But you can simplify the nuts and bolts like closing the books with NetSuite by Oracle. It's everything you need to grow your business, and good news for you, it's all in one place. You can get a customized solution for all your key performance indicators, and it's all in one efficient system, letting you manage risk. You get reliable forecasts, and you can improve margins. Having it all together makes it easier to make a good decision for the future. And right now, NetSuite has an unprecedented offer to make it happen. You can download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance. Absolutely free at NetSuite.com slash MVR. That's NetSuite.com slash MVR to get your own KPI checklist. All right, you want to hear something troubling? Yes, was a piece that David Strom had at Hot Air asking, are we going to have a civil war? Oh, I read that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a good piece. It is a good piece. But when he starts to write about it, and the American mind also has put out stuff on this that he's covering, talking about it. And as an example, he says at the southern border, a constitutional crisis is brewing, and it's remarkable how little attention it's getting. Um, the Greg Abbott, Joe Biden standoff is just one of many such potential flashpoints. As we get closer to the election, the more and more dire the conflicts may become. And, you know, each side distrusts the other so much. That is true. Yeah. Of course, in my opinion, you have people on the left absolutely brainwashed by media. And when I'm talking to people and just getting a reaction to different things of what they believe. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. And they're thinking the same thing about me. Oh, oh I know. Yeah, well, well, I'm aware of that. Yeah, but it's just, it, is, it is interesting to me. I don't, I don't know how anybody can look at what's going on right now at the border and in our major cities across America and say, hey, what's the problem? Or just like common sense of yeah, what I, works and what does not. Yeah, well, what's the problem? I mean, we've always been that way. We're America, you know. But the American mind had this thing out on X, and Strom shared it. It said public interest groups and lawmakers are busily working behind the scenes to put pressure on the military to defy orders in a potential second Trump administration. Hmm. That's troubling. Oh, yeah. It said stories are already popping up about efforts to stymie Trump should he win a second term prohibiting him from firing federal employees and persuading the military not to obey orders. Jeez. Golly. Yeah. Oh, man. That's troubling. And you're like, oh, the deep state, it's just the imagination. Uh, Isn't that pretty much proof of the deep state? Yeah. Hey, this guy 
becomes president, don't don't obey orders. You want a civil war? Then you're going to get one because I guarantee you there will be uprisings. Oh, in a situation like that, absolutely. Well, and you got to believe if Trump gets in again, he's going to go in eyes wide open, not like last time. Like, hey, what's going on here? He's going to know exactly what the game is when he gets there. You would think. Yeah, and then he'll be out talking about it. Oh, it's it's going to be a wild ride. And you're going to have nobody to blame but your own failed president that you nominated for the second time. Oh, if he wins. It's on you. Yeah. It's on the Democrat Party. Oh, it's destroying the yeah, country. It truly is. No doubt about you it. Oh, my, you said you had a yeah, life I, hack. I, well, here's the thing. It's a, it's a cool life hack, and I hadn't thought about this before. Okay. But if, you are, if, you're, if you're traveling, let's say, okay. and, or let's say you're, you're camping or hiking and you're out somewhere, Mm-hmm. And your phone battery is going dead, and you're, you start to get a little creeped out about your surroundings, or, or, or maybe you don't want your phone to die. Okay. You just get you change your voicemail immediately to give your location. So that way, if people are calling you and they can't get a hold of you, it'll go to your voicemail and tell them exactly where you are. Where'd you pick that up? That's smart. I just read it somewhere. I mean, I thought that's that's a cool life hack. Yes. Yeah. So if if you find yourself in that situation where Geez, I got no battery here. Just give your location. Yeah. Or as best you can, anyway. Well, and sometimes you can look up where is the last location, depending yeah. on if you have that sort if of you thing. Have that Define feature. my, yeah. you know, whatever it might be. Right. Or you got a, you know, tracker, like a 360 yeah. sort of thing. But to actually change your voicemail. Yeah. Hey, if something happens. Here's where I'm at. Here's where you'll find me. What if you're lost and you got no cell service and you can't change it? How do you say, how do you text? I don't know. You can't. <laughs> You're just screwed. <laughs> yeah. So in that situation, yeah, yeah we'll have to that save situation. that for Van Camp because yeah. he loves the life hacks. Yeah, I know. He'll hate me for it. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Van Camp's out today, back tomorrow. Okay, man, it's hard to get a handle on this. I don't know if you saw anywhere over the weekend, Tucker Carlson talked with Mike Benz. He is the executive director of the Foundation of Freedom Online, talking about censorship. What exactly is that? They are looking at censorship from governments around the world. Okay. And basically how information is given to people. Ah. Because our intelligence agencies figured out a long time ago how to influence elections of other countries. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. Done a pretty good job of it, too, by the way. And then they started doing it here. Oh, yeah. Yes. Controlling narratives and how is all of that done. And it's heady. It's, It's like an hour conversation. So more than anything... I would say, we always joke about this, David's better at explaining things like this, certainly, than me. 
No, me too. I don't know if that's ADD brain. I'm all over the place, and I just assume that you know what I'm talking about and, you know, right. leave out blanks. But I have a few clips from this interview that I thought were pretty interesting. Um, but, yeah, and there's a place where you can look this guy up or the whole interview is on X. Um, but, you know, he is explaining what's happened over time and how this influence happens and how censorship happens. And it's totally had a huge impact on the United States. This is just a flavor. And we need a the same analog control systems we had to be able to put bumper cars on bad stories or bad political movements through legacy media relationships and contacts. We now need to establish and consolidate within the social media companies. And the initial predicate for that was Russiagate. But then after Russiagate died and they used a simple democracy promotion predicate, then it gave rise to this multi-billion dollar censorship industry that joins together the military industrial complex, the government, the private sector, the civil society organizations, and then this vast cobweb of media allies and, and professional fact checker groups that, that serve as this sort of sentinel class that surveys every word on the Internet. Okay. So does that make any sense to you at all, just hearing that for the first time? Because I wanted you to hear it as everybody else Yeah, I mean, it does. I mean, I'm, I guess I'm not surprised. I'm a little astounded at the numbers. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I don't. I never, th- I never think of it in terms of how wide the swath is, but man, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, when he starts ticking off who's involved, holy cats! Well, and as an example, at one point, he is explaining the Aspen Institute. Okay, because you hear names like this all the time, right? Aspen. Okay, then you come to find out. Wait a second, our, we're funding the Aspen Institute, and then it works against us. How is that? And Mike Benz explains this to Tucker Carlson. You know, NATO's think tank, but other groups like the Aspen Institute, which draws the lion's share of its funding from the State Department and other government agencies. You know, the Aspen Institute was busted doing the same thing with the Hunter Biden laptop censorship. You know, you had this strange situation where the FBI had advanced knowledge of the pending publication of the Hunter Biden laptop story. And then magically, the Aspen Institute, which is run by essentially former CIA former NSA, former FBI, and then a bunch of sort of civil society organizations uh, all hold a mass uh, stakeholder simulation, censorship simulation, a three-day uh, conference. You know, this came out and Yoel Roth was there. This is a big part of the Twitter file leaks, and it's been mentioned in multiple congressional investigations. But somehow the Aspen Institute... All right, and hang on a second, because, you know, you're taking all this in, and if you're like, yeah. I'm getting lost here is how all of these agencies work together to form the narrative that they want. They don't want the people to have the power to vote in the leaders that they want and run a government the way they think it should be run. They want all the control. And this is just one of the ways that they do it. And to me, the more people that wake up to that, the the better. Because you sense that there's something going wrong. Yeah, Things so, don't match. They don't make sense. Yeah, all these little fires going, though. Yes. I mean, trying to put each well, of them out. At the, you know, again, when they all congregate, they're organized enough to congregate. Well, I think in over the last several years, you've had the likes of Michael Schellenberger and Matt Taibbi, who was a Rolling Stone of all places, then come to find out, holy crap, this goes deep. And then you start reporting on it, as he did with the Twitter files. And all of a sudden, the IRS shows up at his door. 
Yeah, I mean, it's some weird star chamber it's, type thing, it right? Is you crazy. know what I mean? I mean, it's just... Yeah, that this is going on, yeah. and Ben's goes on. Uh, which is basically an addendum of the national security state, uh, got the exact same information that the national security state spied on journalists and political figures to obtain, and not only leaked it, but then basically did a joint coordinated censorship simulator in, in September, two months before the election. Okay, we'll just stop there. Again, if you're interested in this, you can go look it up for yourself. Um, but one quick part about the 2020 election, which I think you will be interested in. So there's the two most censored events in human history, I would argue to date, are the 2020 election and the COVID-19 pandemic. And I'll, I'll explain, you know, how I arrived there. So the, the, the 2020 election was determined by mail-in ballots. And I, I'm not weighing into the substance of whether mail-in ballots were or were not a legitimate or safe and reliable form of, of, of voting. That's a completely independent topic from my perspective than the censorship issue one. But the censorship of, of mail-in ballots is, is, is really one of the most extraordinary stories in our American history, I would argue. What happened was is you had this plot within the Department of Homeland Security. Now, this gets back to what we were talking about with the State Department's Global Engagement Center. You had this group within the Atlanta Council and the Foreign Policy Establishment, which began arguing in 2017 for the need for a permanent domestic censorship government office. And you think, okay, because so, much, so many things are coordinated with other parts of the world, and how does all that happen? And then you think to yourself, am I going crazy? The answer is no. It all does link together in some sort of way. And it's trying to control outcomes. And that's where it was heading all until Trump got elected in 2016. I know to some people this sounds bonkers as you're actually saying it. But all of a sudden it starts to make sense. And this is where Ben's uh, lets people know um, where he's at. Where is that clip? Thought I had that clip. Anyway, I, I saw parts of that interview, and I'm like, holy smokes, yeah. man. Uh, this this is real. There's no doubt about it. You see it all linked together. Sure. So our foundation is foundationforfreedomonline.com. Uh, we, we publish all manner of, of reports on every aspect of the censorship industry from, the, from what we talked about with the role of the military industrial complex and the national security state to what the universities are doing. To, you know. And on from there. Or you also find him on X. He puts a lot of stuff up on there. I mean, isn't the, isn't the end result um, one world government? I mean, and socialism. Yeah. I mean, people yeah. controlling everything. Yeah. The people that yes. know better than you. Yes. Right. Okay. That's what it comes down to. This is freaking nuts. It really is. <laughs> it is, man. Dang. Yeah. So that's pretty fascinating. I uh, also saw this over the weekend. It was actually Egypt saying, you know, there's no point negotiating with Hamas. I saw that. Holy cow. Finally, someone just says it. I know. How refreshing was that? To go, the, no, we're not going to do that. There's no point in it. They don't want to coexist. They want to wipe out Israel. It's so simple in so many ways. But we don't hear that. I mean, and when no. I heard it, I had to read it twice. I'm like, did he just say what I think he just said? Like, no, we're not going to negotiate with these people. There isn't one. You can't negotiate with them. Yeah, saying the organization is outside the Palestinian consensus, which recognizes Israel and wants to reach negotiations with it because Hamas is not ready to give up its support of violence. No. You can't negotiate with that. No, you can't. But free Palestine. And you're not getting aid there. 
blah, blah, blah. But the aid then goes to Hamas and this thing goes in a circle. It's just insanity. No, I mean, Israel's stepping up the gas, I guess, again, saying, no, we're 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 in this to to make sure we eradicate it. Yes. We're, and the, we're, we're, we will to. continue to do so. How? Although there's, you know, I mean, you've got Joe Warbling now about ceasefires and this kind of thing. I mean, he's feeling the heat. Well, he doesn't want to lose Michigan. Right. And he's afraid that's going to happen. Yes. So now he's just towing that line. Yeah. Trying to do that dance. thought this was interesting. Sylvester Stallone. The news. I've never seen the Stallone family reality show. Oh, I haven't either. Uh, the family Stallone. Um. Apparently it's decent, um, but they're telling the story now. His daughters said, uh, "Yeah, Dad had us train with Navy SEALs before we moved to New York City." Dang! <laughs> Think about all the crime in New York City and everything wow. else. Um, one of his daughters—they're twenty-seven and twenty-five, Sophia and Sistine. She said it was about six hours. We were in the woods. We got our butts whooped by these guys. They were the real deal. I'm not surprised my dad put us through something like this because our entire life we grew up with him doing these sort of military-esque self-defense trainings. That's a good dad, isn't it? Well, I would think, yeah. And she said it's actually one part he took out a Rocky. One daughter said um, she had to chase a chicken. Remember when Rocky chased that chicken around to work on his speed? She said she had to chase around the chicken. I got to tell you, that's something I actually might tune in for. That sounds pretty entertaining. I've never seen this show. I'm not either. Streaming on Paramount Plus. All right, well. You're not going to get Paramount Plus. No. You get enough streaming. You can tell me about it. I don't have it either. Oh, I thought you had it. Okay. Now, maybe one of my daughters has it. Steal your password. Yeah. Can I say that I'm supposed to do that. I know. Yeah, you just did. Okay. No, I'm not doing that. Okay. My goodness. Did you watch any of the award shows over the weekend? You know what? No. <laughs> well, that's good. Sometimes you do. That's I why did, I asked. You know, I didn't. I just can't anymore. Well, I can't. People were wondering at the People's Choice Awards if they were trolling Jennifer Aniston. Because she won an award for the Apple series, The Morning Show. Oh. At, I don't know. Star of the Year, something like that. As she's walking up, the music they play is Flowers by Miley Cyrus, which is a song about... You know, being alone, but being a strong woman and everything else. Right. And then the backlash online. And I knew you would love this, Scott, from people saying, hey, uh, does she really uh, need that? I mean, aren't we long past defining this woman by her status or lack thereof, whether she's single or not? And that she wasn't, you know, a mother. Can't we get past that? Who is doing that? I'm guessing it's single alone women that are just bitter that would be my guess i don't think it's dudes out there saying hey yeah i was just gonna say <laughs> you know leave her alone leave jennifer alone yeah i don't think it was anything like that whatever she had to run you know for a while there you loved her uh, me and half the other men in america <laughs> yeah but you would have put up with all that just to be around her Ugh. all right we got to get to a news <laughs> update straight ahead I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. 
but I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try soon. Harry's is available online and in-store at a retailer near you. Get a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash dance. That's harrys.com slash dance. Or check us out at your local Costco for a price you can't find anywhere else. Just look for the Chrome Razor with 13 blade refills at your local Costco. You can't miss it. Exclusive to Costco members. Pizza's here. Oh, great. I'd love some, but I'm worried about my stomach issues. If you're worried about having diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools, it may not just be stomach issues. It could be a condition called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. With EPI, the pancreas doesn't release enough enzymes to break down food, but EPI is manageable. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. What does the future of mobility in Michigan sound like? It's the sound of new EV charging stations at our state parks. It's the sound of $17.5 billion in new investments to produce EVs and batteries in Michigan. And that? That's the silence of Michigan's new in-road wireless charging system. Discover all the ways MEDC is driving next-gen mobility in Michigan at michiganbusiness.org. radio The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp is out. There's Scott Robbins. Every time Van Camp's out, people wondering, is he spending his prize picks winnings? He might be. Might be. By the way, if you're buying a mattress today. In daily fantasy sports, but maybe a little confused about how it works, prize picks is an easy way to get started because you're just playing against the numbers. There's no tinkering with lineups or keeping track of a bunch of players or anything like that. Yeah, and you're not playing against a bunch of sharks either. Here's the deal. You pick more or less on a two to six player stat projection. You can win up to a hundred times your money with as little as four correct picks. You could turn ten bucks into a thousand. Nice quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and there is an enormous selection of players, sports, and stat types. And it's what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. So no matter what sports you're into, whether it's basketball, got the NCAA's coming up here very soon, hockey, soccer, tennis, Prize Picks has a game just for you. And they have injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an insurance policy. Yeah, just download the app today and use code MBCR for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. That's code MVCR on Price Picks for a deposit match up to 100 bucks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Mentioned it before, a lot of appreciation for independent journalists. A lot of people that were with, you know, usually a news media outlet and then went out on their own. Mm-hmm. Liz Collins is one of them. Minnesota, part of the documentary, The Fall of Minneapolis, about George Floyd. Oh, yeah. And all the lies involved with that. And I was looking up the tragic story out of Minnesota, three people killed mm. over the weekend. Um, and she put out, you know, who the shooter was. Didn't see that on Legacy Media this morning because no. it doesn't match a narrative, of course. 
But as I was looking at that story, I saw she had another story today. And, wow, the headline was Minnesota combat vet forced to medically retire from military after COVID vax injury. Jeez. Yeah. You don't hear much about these. No, you do not. And I think we know the reason why. Because you can't at a lot of places. They don't want you talking about it. But when you've gone independent, like Liz Collins has, you can talk about it. Um, and, you know, this guy, Army combat vet, was getting the vax because it was required. Yep. Where a lot of people lost their job because they didn't get the vax. Right. And then we're, oh, oh, we've stopped that. Now you can come back. Very few went back. Few did. Uh, but he said he got it in 2021, got it at the VA. Um, said, as you know, done. They had some cubicles. I went in, sat down, got it. So there wasn't a lot of information. They weren't really telling me anything. Okay. So then he experienced some flu-like symptoms. That happened in a few days. Then it turned to numbness, tingling. His hands, his feet, his toes. So he didn't think much of it. He, you know, kind of chalked it up to stress. Said so then he had weakness in his arms and legs. That sit in. And then he could barely move anything. Jeez. Oh, it's just terrible. And it's that progressive peripheral nerve disorder. See, I, I always butcher the name. See, Gillian Barr syndrome. Oh. The GBS. Yeah. Just terrible. He said, I still have it in my face, as you can tell if you've seen pictures, video of me before I was running races and leading missions and speaking to generals on a weekly basis. It's completely, completely different life now. And, you know, he went on to say, there's not many people talking about this. And, and now he laid the hospital for months. Yeah, I was wondering about that. I mean, do, do they attribute this to the vaccine then? Yes. The medical yes. community does. Yes. Okay. Not at first, but they do now. Yeah. Said it just feel like there's not enough people standing up to this, whether it be the mainstream media or people pushing this. Good for him. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay. Biggest story today. Well, I guess we could uh, go a couple of different ways. One of the ways, though, that I think is interesting is all of a sudden this Biden family corruption thing has gotten much bigger. Uh, James Biden is being named now mm -hmm. as a, somebody who is a consultant and received a bunch of money from, what, Medicare, Medicaid, um, or appears to anyway. Medicare, that company, and yeah, they went the belly up. the company was Medicare, yeah, and there was me me medical stuff being funded their way, and, oh, God, it's bad, man. The other interesting part is it was Politico that first started talking about it over the weekend. Politico, yeah. really? Yeah, I know. I it's saw like, it there, too. All right, so we'll get a roundup of the big stories, and then... Scott Robbins' yep. top three stories, the trifecta, straight ahead right here. Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you very much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp is out. Back tomorrow. Scott Robbins here. Of course, it is President's Day. One nation, indivisible, under God, for real. You know, for real. You know the thing. 
You know what All it is. All men and women created by go. You know the you know the thing. Yeah, he's yeah. fine. It's fantastic. So there was a poll done about what America would like their dream presidential candidate to be like. Okay. Oh, okay. So you know, there's a lot of things involved in this. Like 86 percent of Americans want a president who's honest, exhibits ethical leadership, and sets a standard for other politicians to follow. Right? Who doesn't want honest? Well, sure. Right? So of course. They're, you're okay. You're not going to. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Mm, yeah. No, that's not true. Anyway, eighty-four uh, percent want a president who promotes national unity <laughs> and tries to address division in today's society. That'd be nice, right? The MAGA Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights and economic security; they're a threat to our very democracy. That's right. We, like a great uniter like Joe Biden. Well, he's, he campaigned on that, remember? He did. Yeah, he's going to unite the country. Yes. All divided and fractured, and he was going to bring it together. Yes, he did. 82% want a president who respects the Constitution. That'd be good, too. Yes. Government laws. That'd be good, too. That would be nice. Yeah. I'm announcing that the Department of Labor is developing an emergency rule to require all employers mm-hmm. to ensure their workforces are fully vaccinated. There you go. Vaccinated. Um, 79% want a president who's against extreme partisanship, who's committed to compromise and working across the aisle. Well, you know. That'd be nice too, right? How do you... I I don't know what that is. I don't know either, but... I'm not sure. I'm sure Um, it has something to do with working across the aisle, though. Yeah. Uh, 77% want a president who doesn't have an agenda for foreign policy. Well, I think that would be good, too. It's awful hard as well to get Latinx vaccinated as well. Why? They're worried that they'll be vaccinated and deported. Okay, you either got to go with Latinx. Latinx? That was a new one on. I think he they in- want you to go Latinx. He invented that term, though. He came up with that. Yeah, that was all on his own. So are we saying here that Maybe Biden's not the dream presidential candidate. I would say that. That's what I would say. That's safe. Okay. You ready for your big three, Scott? Sure, whenever you are. Trifecta right. time. Let's go. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time, the Scott Robbins trifecta. Helped by his hero. Is he here? President? I'm uh, Casey Casey. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I don't know if he's here. He didn't. I'm ready. Wasn't in my place this weekend. Okay. Invited. Three. Not, no show again. Okay. Fine by me. Three. I'm going to quit asking. Mama told me not to come. Yeah, you say that all the time. I don't think that's true. Believe me, I didn't want to go. I know. That's exactly true right Three. There. Uh, former Congresswoman Liz Cheney in the news. She is teasing us again. Gosh darn it, Liz about the possibility of running for president, despite the indication that absolutely no one has asked her to, and there's no formal grassroots campaign of any kind. However, she was on State of the Union with the, the haircut on CNN. <laughs> of course, that's what, yes. She said she was still yet to make up her mind. Oh, goodness. On the question of running for president. She said, quote, I haven't made any decisions about it yet. She said, I'm going to do whatever's necessary to defeat Donald Trump. Because everything's going great. 
in Liz Cheney's mind. She was initially asked about comments by former Attorney General Bill Barr, who recently indicated that he would support Donald Trump over Joe Biden, despite the pair's falling out over lack of action in response to the former president's claims of voter fraud. He said, quoting, voting for Trump is playing Russian roulette. He went on to say voting for Biden is outright suicide. (laughs) I hadn't heard that. That's a good one. And she, of course, took issue with that, saying, well, that's not true. He's a terrible person. So really, according to Liz Cheney, the policies that Biden has going and where the country's headed right now is better than if Trump were president. Oh, sure. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm running again. What, who president. would be advising you? Well, well, everyone knows it's just to get more slots on freaking CNN. Dude, or is there some sort of groundswell out it's, there I'm not aware not. of for Liz Cheney? Of course not. Her own state hates her. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm thinking of, Scott? What's that? I haven't decided. I know. I know I'm you thinking haven't. of making a run on the senior tour in golf. I'm, I'm thinking you're thinking. It. Well, you're I got it. a better chance than Liz Cheney and president. Yeah, you're kicking it around right now. You're consulting with your family to make sure that, you know. Yeah, freaking five handicapper. Right. <laughs> Give me a break, Liz. Now, on with the countdown. Answering questions no one asked. I love the, I love that stuff. Yeah. Joke. One of my favorites. Okay. Two. Uh, well, it's President's Day here in the U.S. of A., and the Democrats tweeted out a special Democrat President's Day message. They listed all the living presidents and had their pictures next to them. Now there are four living former Democrat presidents. They listed three. Uh, Jimmy Carter was missing. Now, I don't know if he died overnight. I don't know if anything's happened. Not that I'm aware of. But they immediately were called out on it like, hey, wait a minute, Jimmy's not dead. (laughs) So they pulled it it and, and superimposed his picture on one, so now they have his picture on it as well. Oh, that's embarrassing. Gosh dang it. Who does that? I mean, you got a full-time job. You got one job. Hey, can you do the President Day's tweet and put all the... Of course. No one gets fired, man. No. no, it's crazy. And the countdown continues. Yes, the Scott Robbins trifecta. <laughs> Scott's top three of the day up to number... And finally... Yeah. One. Yeah. Prince William is in the news. He's reportedly told his buddies that his brother Prince Harry is not welcome back into mm. the royal field at all. His focus remains, he said, on his dad's health and the well-being of his own family, and what serves the monarchy best. Prince William has conveyed to associates that there is no room for any reconsideration regarding Harry's return, period, the end. Well, the dude did everything to burn that bridge. I mean, he burned it to the ground. Maybe Harry and Meghan can concentrate on their podcasting and their filmmaking. They've done well with it so far. Well, I thought they wanted privacy. And there you have it. I don't know. That's what they say. Who's going to replace Prince Harry, huh? Oh, goodness. Joe Walsh. (laughs) Out of nowhere. I saw this story, and I wanted to ask you what you thought of this. Because before your mom passed, she's in a nursing home. Yeah. I mean, we've all visited nursing homes. Uh Okay. So the story is this nursing home in the U.K. got a big batch of Valentine's Day cards, right? For the residents. Yeah, they, they, the they, residents were thrilled. They do that everywhere. A lot of places, yeah. Okay. They're very nice, yeah. Now, from what you've seen before, where are the cards from? Usually grade schools. They'll do it. Okay. Um, some church uh, Sunday schools, things like that, yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. In this case, there was none of those around. 
So a funeral home stepped in and sent Valentine's. Oh, boy. Okay. It says the cards were tastefully done with a red heart and pink bow. Was there a coupon attached? No. Well, the residents, again, overjoyed to get them. On the inside, it said, sent with love from T.H. Sanders and Sons. That's a funeral home in the community. Uh-huh. Some family members of the residents were very upset, yeah. saying it's insensitive and it's shameless marketing. And then some were blaming the nursing home itself for having some sort of hand in it. Yeah. Because the cards were dropped off. It didn't come through the mail. The funeral home has apologized for any unintended distress. The nursing home said it's it's no big deal. You know, we value the support and engagement of all of our neighbors and in the community, including T.H. Sanders. The residents were thrilled to receive the cards. They had a lovely day celebrating. So I ask you, where do you come out on this, Scott? Ah, boy. I mean, if I'm a resident, I don't know if I want to be reminded of these sorts of things necessarily. They were overjoyed, Scott. However, if the residents have no problem with it, why should I, right? That's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, I mean, they don't care. I mean, they weren't offended by it. Now, as far as, you know, did any of the residents say to their family, hey, you know what? I've decided something happens. I want to, oh. I want that funeral home to have the business. I mean, there is a marketing aspect to it. Well, there is. There is a top of the mind. There is. Yes. But, I mean, it, it made them feel good as they weren't going to get Valentine's cards if they didn't have that. Yeah, it's a refrigerator magnet that upset them, I think, yeah. <laughs> Another story that I saw that I thought, you know, was interesting, that Gen Z all of a sudden has a love of landlines. What? Yes. Why? Old school landline phones. It is a trendy sort of thing because it's retro. There's a lot of things from the 90s right now that have come back or early 2000s. Wow, man. So that includes like original iPods. I've seen the market for that go up if you have one that's still working. Um, Flip phones. But, you know, a lot of people obviously ditched the landline a long time ago because people didn't need it anymore. But, you know, and this is kind of goofy. One girl that was interviewed for the piece in the New York Post said, these landlines are cute and romantic. said, I love to talk and twirl the little cord. It makes her feel like she's on Sex in the City. Holy cow. Yes. And that same girl had got an answering machine, too. Wow. She's like, I love the thrill of not knowing who's calling because it doesn't have caller ID. Right. I hate that. I, I love caller ID. I know. So, no, I don't think it's going to all of a sudden save landlines, but it's interesting. If I wasn't you have, even aware you could still have one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, some are doing away, but you can still get that service. But if you had old landline phone laying around or some classic rotary, it could be worth more money than what you had imagined. You know, my mom, probably three months before she passed away, had to trade her flip phone in. Right. Because of the network had changed. You couldn't get it, receive oh, it yeah. anymore. Yeah. Had I known, I'd have kept the phone. Yeah, because you could have turned it around and sold it Heck there. yeah, man. Yeah, it's crazy. You can't use it, but hey, it looks good. The different things that come around. So there you go. All right. We got to get to another news update. A few things going on today. Oh, and then Nimrod's in the news. <laughs> Guy gets out of prison. What's the first thing he does? You'll love this. Straight ahead.
your opportunity. It's what Michigan is all about. The opportunity to do more. The opportunity to connect with the best talent. The opportunity for people of all backgrounds to grow and expand their business. The opportunity to live and work in a state where paychecks go farther. The opportunity is now, and it's right here in Michigan. Visit michiganbusiness.org slash radio to discover all the ways the Michigan Economic Development Corporation is helping Michigan thrive. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine Mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Offer not valid in all states or were prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. Honey, the credit card bill came and we're maxed out. Maxed out cards. Rent is due. We just need some extra cash to help us get by. Maybe we should go to 27cash.com. With our bad credit? 27cash.com is one of the largest personal loan networks. They can help people with any type of credit get up to $5,000 and cash can hit our bank account as soon as tomorrow. When you need extra cash, go to 27cash.com. That's 27cash.com. 27cash.com. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp is out. Scott Robbins here. We're talking about different crises going on around the world. Oh, yeah. You're watching it all go, and then you're thinking to yourself, is this going to affect my savings and investments? Well, I'm saying probably will. Good. Good. It's but not- it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. Birch Gold Group can help. Yeah, as opposed to many other investments, gold thrives in these times of uncertainty. It's a very important part of diversifying your savings. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA, maybe one that's been laying around for a while, or a 401k, into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. Simple, too. Just text MVCR to 989898. You'll get a free information kit. They've got an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers. So just let the pros at Birch Gold Group show you how easy it is to protect your finances through precious metals. Again, text MVCR to 989898 for that free info kit. That's MVCR to 989898. Get started. Okay. One news update before we get to Nimrod's in the news. You'd want to know this. Uh, Lily Gladstone, she's up for an Oscar, you know. Um, oh, yeah? Um, for what? <laughs> her role in Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, yeah. Um, recent interview, she's not real happy with either team that played in the Super Bowl. The Chiefs or the 49ers. Oh, okay. Doesn't like the nicknames at all. The 49ers and the Chiefs? Correct. She doesn't like the nicknames. said, honestly, you could hold both teams accountable. For what? Well, the 49ers are based on the California Gold Rush. Yes. Which was an incredibly brutal time for California Indians. 
And then the Chiefs. Uh, that goes without saying. There are many ways you can interp- interpret the name Chief. It's not just the name that bothers me, she said. It's hearing that damn tomahawk chop. Every time it's a stark reminder of what Hollywood has done to us. Because the tomahawk chop directly ties to the sounds of old westerns where we were not playing ourselves. Or if we were, we were merely backdrop actors. Who asked Lily Gladstone what she thought? Uh, I forget the name of the podcast. Man, can anybody stay in their freaking lane? (laughs) I mean, talk about your movie. Talk about acting. Talk about your childhood. Whatever. Let me talk about the Super Bowl names. I've got an opinion. And to be honest, I don't know how the question was framed or if she just stumbled on that. I'm Gee not... whiz, man. Well, that's a well-thought-out answer. <laughs> I mean, it is. It's like I hate him for this reason. <laughs> Golly, man. But I thought of you instantly when I saw this. I know. Thing. It like, just makes me Robinson crazy, though. I know. All right. You ready for Nimrod's Yeah, too? let's okay, go. Here we go. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrod's in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrod's in the news. We start in Oklahoma. 23-year-old dude, Isaiah Walker. Arrested. Why? Stole a semi from a truck stop in Arizona. Uh-oh. Assaulted the driver, drove off with the semi, which was hauling 10 Corvettes. Holy smokes. Worth over $1.25 million. The police tracked Isaiah down. He refused to pull over. How far are you going to get away with that? I don't know. He didn't. They took him into custody and then said, hey, why'd you steal the truck? Said it had nothing to do with the Corvettes. Said I just released from prison. I needed a ride home. Well... (laughs) He had his options there, didn't he? Come on. (laughs) Gee whiz. Need a ride home. Uh, Saw this. Cop in Maine just got four years for selling fentanyl to kids at school while on duty from his cruiser. Oh, God. Is four years enough? It doesn't feel like it, does it? No. No, it doesn't. A zoo in Nebraska found 70 coins inside an alligator's stomach because you had people tossing coins into his pond like it was a wishing well. Oh, for God's sakes. Gator had surgery to remove him. He's going to be fine. Dang. Yeah, oh, yeah. I was curious what the total was. <laughs> Put it all together, 70 quarters. Not a whole lot. Yeah, reinvest it. And then a traffic stop at California K-9 uncovered pounds of meth. This woman was hiding them in her car in boxes of dog treats. The dog was laying right to it. <laughs> and that's Nimrod's in the news.